What does God have to say about this? Welcome to episode seven of Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. Today, we'll be covering questions 25 through 29 in To Be a Christian in Anglican Catechism, the official catechism of the Anglican Church in North America. I'm Father Kurt Hine, Rector of Light of Christ Anglican Church in Georgetown, Texas, joined today by my co-catechist, Father Isaac Rayberg, Rector of All Saints Anglican Church in San Antonio, Texas. But before we dive in, let's begin with prayer. This is the collect for the second Sunday in Advent. Uh, I like to call it the Bible Sunday collect. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and the comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. That happens to be one of my favorite collects, too. I, Mine, too. It's it's the one Sunday I never let the assistants preach on because I want to preach it. I, I jealously guard it. Yes. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that, uh, that beautiful phrase there, um, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest. But I don't think we're talking about that today. Yeah, not yet. Not yet, but we'll get there. Okay. Maybe, yeah, we need to go beyond that or behind that a little bit to start with uh, question number 25. What is Holy Scripture? Holy Scripture is, quote, God's word written, unquote, given by the Holy Spirit through prophets and apostles as the revelation of God and his acts in human history, and is therefore the church's final authority in all matters of faith and practice. It's a strong statement right there. I love it. I, I love it. Um, the the final authority bit that's that's absolutely huge. You know, where do we get our final authority for faith and practice, faith and morals? Only from the scripture. From scripture, the buck stops with scripture. Yes. Um, the idea of inspiration and revelation that's that's pretty huge. Um, does that mean that God kind of possessed these guys and they went into a trance and out comes the Bible? No. No, that's not what it means. It, it's not like, well, actually, you know, that sort of understanding of, of revelation would be a lot more like the Islamic idea, the Quran. Right, right. There's a copy of the Quran in heaven that that was just basically read to Muhammad in, in their understanding. This is not what we're talking about when we're talking about inspiration. We're actually saying that the Holy Spirit used real people, particular people, with their culture, their time, their language, their experiences, their their world and inspired them so so it was actually it's actually the prophet speaking but in his speaking the holy spirit is um, speaking the words of god as well and so there's this sort of dual this duality that's happening um at one time it's, it's very incarnational right god is there and yeah man is there and and they're both there yeah that be that beautiful incarnational concept which is so crucial to everything that is scripture well, and, and this um, is and, why and Christianity. Yeah, and this is why if you read Paul, it's obvious that you're reading Paul. You get to know him as a yeah. person as you read him. He has a certain energy to him. He's a little snarky sometimes. He's he's real intense. And then uh, you you read someone different like John. You know, and, and you have a you get a whole different voice, but it's still the voice of God. But it's through John, and John is a lot more 
don't know, mystical. I, I feel like John, you would, you'd probably be better to hang out with than Paul. I think <laughs> a little bit more chill. Um, Talking in circles deep. and, uh, yeah. and and layers and all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. More like a sage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Then a battering ram. <laughs> um, I, I have often wondered if uh if paul would be a pleasant guy to hang with and i i, I think, I, don't think eh, so. I don't know <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> He's like, um but that's a, that's a beautiful thing about scripture you know and really we're going to talk about this but the, the the bible is a lot of different um a lot of different letters and books and things that that this this starts to talk about how it's given by the Holy Spirit through the prophets and apostles as the revelation of God and his acts in human history. Um, so the, the purpose of all, all these collections of writings is to communicate who God is and what he's done in our world. Yep. It's one big story. It's a lot of little parts and a lot of little letters from different times and places, but it's all one coherent story from Genesis to Revelation. And uh, and and God's word written. Um, what might be some false understandings? Yeah, I, the, the the big one that comes to mind for me is this um, idea that rather than the Holy Scripture is God's word written, but it merely contains God's word. Yeah. So you have to kind of get behind the uh, the people to find what God really said versus what the people said. Um, and and that, that's just not the the historic Christian belief. It's not the or, orthodox belief. Um, and and really, it it becomes a an excuse or a tool to justify people dismissing scripture that they're uncomfortable with or that they don't like. Right. It's as if this. It's as if scripture is a um, some sort of nut, and you and you have to you have to break it apart and get into the the kernel of it. And that's really God's word. And this is their, their understanding. And uh, conveniently, you know, you have to be a PhD in, um, in biblical exegesis in order to do this. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of things that happened here. One, it's, it becomes very easy to explain away or discount the parts you don't like that are hard. And, and then also I think it feels um, human pride. Like I'm the one mm -hmm. who can interpret, you can't, and it takes, it takes the power of the living word of God away from the person that's sitting in the pew that they, they, right. when, when you're under the teaching of someone who believes this about the Bible, the way they constantly talk about the Bible makes it so that you, you don't believe that you can as a lay person take, open up your own Bible and encounter God there yourself, because you've got, you've got to know all of the, you know, the secret moves to figure out uh, what is actually God's word. And that completely takes away accountability uh, of, of, of the pastor, of the leadership. I mean, because, um, you know, the way it ought to be is that, you know, my, my congregation can hold me accountable for what I say based on, is this scriptural? Is this the things that are in, um, you know, lining up with our formularies as Anglicans? Or is he trying to, 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 to take us in weird directions? Um, and how, how often is that kind of subtle taking people in weird directions done, you know, by, by basically, you know, go, going to the same lie that the serpent told, told Eve, did God really, God really say? say? Yeah. And then it's in this postmodern climate too, there's this idea that scripture is, is more or less a, a really uh, like one of those, uh, it's like a painting that's 
um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? A really like impressionistic. Yeah, really impressionistic painting that really isn't communicating anything to us objectively, but that we bring our own experiences to and 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 read. And that's how we yeah. find truth. It's it's this is the strange postmodern idea. And this cuts right through that. It's saying this is God's word written. In fact, so there is a God. He speaks. Just be very clear here. And in his speaking, he is actually transmitting um, what is true to us in a way that we can understand. And, and as what the is readers, happening. yeah, and as the readers and hearers of God's word, um, our goal should be to hear what he wants us to hear. Not what we want to hear. Right. To be mastered by his word and not try to be the master of it. Yep. Absolutely. So question 26, what books are contained in Holy Scripture? The 39 books of the Old Testament and the 27 books of the New Testament together form the whole of Holy Scripture. Right. But Bible. Yeah. La Biblia. In uh, in Spanish, the biblioteca is a library. Library. So really, the Bible is a library of books. There is one coherent message, but there are many different books in it. And there's this 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 section called the Old Testament, which is before Christ, and the New Testament, which is Christ and after. It's a it's a it's an omnibus omnibus of sacred writings. <laughs> um, I, I I love omnibus editions of my favorite comics. When I don't have to buy all the individual ones, I just get that in one big, big book. And and we can have that because of some technologies. Um, back in the day, there were scrolls. And so each right. book would have its own scroll. Thankfully, um, we, can, we have books now. So we can have it all in one edition or and you have it on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so. And, and uh, yeah, and that's why that's why when you I mean, this might be getting a little too esoteric for uh, for a catechesis, but you'll have people kind of arguing book order over the you know the way the, the the hebrew bible is ordered for the old testament versus the more greek way that we see in in, in our christian bibles and, and that ultimately doesn't really matter that's just how are you going to organize the, the 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 single volume and you know right yeah read it all know it exactly that's what yeah, matters that's, that's the point yeah so what is in the old testament the Old Testament proclaims God's creation of all things, <clears throat> mankind's original disobedience, God's calling of Israel to be his people, his law, wisdom, and saving deeds, and the teaching of his prophets. The Old Testament bears witness to Christ, revealing God's intention to redeem and reconcile the world through Christ. Yeah, the, the Christocentric approach to the Old Testament is 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 super important. You know, we we do need to see the Old Testament as being about Jesus because he told us so. Mm. And that's the way Point. he told us to, to look at the Old Testament. And that doesn't mean that we we um dismiss the uh the context of the time, but we do realize that there's that that along with what's going on in the in that context of that time to that original audience, there is also underneath it, that current of bearing witness to Christ, um, to being about Jesus, to looking forward to the Messiah. Right. The Holy Spirit is inspiring the prophet. So the prophet is speaking about his own context and all of that, but also the Holy Spirit is speaking and the Holy Spirit is always revealing who? The Holy Spirit's always revealing Jesus. That's Jesus. what he does. And because we're Christians, the Old Testament is a little bit more difficult 
for us. Um, I think it's more difficult for a lot of different reasons. One, it's, I mean, how often do you read books that are um, thousands of years old, you know, 3000 year old yeah. book. So it's ancient. It's from a, a very, very different culture and time. And, and so it can be difficult for us, but we have to start, like you said, with Jesus, what did Jesus believe about the old Testament? And I remember that one interaction he has with the religious leaders. He says, you're looking in the scriptures because you, you're trying to find eternal life there. He said, those scriptures, they speak about me. And that's why yeah. we as Christians value the old, old Testament because we value Christ and Christ says the old Testament talks about him and it does. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and it, it mentions here the different kinds of genres. We have the law, the wisdom. Um, incidentally, all wisdom literature in the Bible is poetry. Um, mm. That's that's something to think about, uh, the importance of poetry. Um, his saving deeds, so the history, the teachings of the prophets. So we have a lot of different kinds of, kinds of literature in here, all of which is from God telling us about Jesus, even as it talks to its own, own context. Right. And as we read the scripture, it's important to know that there are different genres. Yeah. Part of respecting the scripture is to come to the scripture on its own terms. So if it's poetic writing, then it should be treated and interpreted as poetic writing. We shouldn't be trying to have a woodenly literal reading of it. Um, if, if the text is attempting to communicate something that is literal and historical, then we should be taking it in that way. So understanding that there are different genres, books are different genres, there are different genres within even the different books within the Bible is is very important as we read through it. Um, another and, thing- And another thing that, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, we, we talked about the difficulty of the Old Testament for a lot of us. Um, one of the ways to overcome that difficulty is read it in big chunks. Um, there's no book there that's, that takes more than a couple hours to read. Um, it, it always takes longer to watch one of the Lord of the Rings than it does to read a book of the Bible. Yes. Um, and when you read it in those big chunks, it, it, it helps to string some of the things together that, that can get lost when you break it up into, into little chapters. And a shout out to another uh, podcast, YouTube, uh, The Bible Project is an excellent mm. YouTube channel where they'll break down the literary structure of the book in about a three or four minute clip. If you read one, if you uh, watch one of those YouTube videos before reading, quickly reading through a book, you're going to get way more out of it because you're going to know how the book is basically set up. So it helps you see what to look for. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it's really important. And the other thing about the Old Testament, and we're going to see this also in the New, is that the first five books, the Torah, the the they are um, they're actually the core of it, and the rest of it is more or less an explanation of it yeah um, you see um, the history of god's people so you have the historical and then you have the prophets who are basically applying that those first five books to their situations and to their time yeah that's 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 good to see yeah the, the torah is the, as the core absolutely so well then uh what is in the new testament well the new testament proclaims jesus christ's birth life ministry death resurrection and ascension the church's early ministry, the teaching of the apostles, the revelation of Christ's eternal kingdom, and the promise of his return. Yeah, so again, we have those different genres, you know, the, the gospels, the acts as the history of the early church, um, the epistles as teachings of the apostles, and then revelation. Uh, far fewer genres in the New Testament than the old. Um, 
but but again, that's important. And if the if the Torah is the core of the Old Testament, the Gospels really are the core of the New. Absolutely, absolutely. And the the early Christian worship uh, was brought over from the Jewish worship, right? All the all of the early Christians um, were Jews, and so they they worshipped in the synagogue, and the synagogue worship was around the the Torah, and the and the scrolls of the of of the scripture that they have. They didn't call it the Old Testament, obviously, because there was not right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Gospels, more or less, if you go, even if you go now to a synagogue, you'll see that they elevate the scroll, and they'll they'll take they'll parade it around, and people will will kiss it. Well, we do a similar thing in the in the Anglican Church, right? But it's with the Gospels. We elevate the Gospels, and 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 it's because in the Gospels we have the Word made flesh. We have the right. the story of Jesus who has come to save us, and so we we honor that in the Gospels, and that's the core. And then we have the history, kind of like in the Old Testament, we have the history of God's people, the act the acts and then we have these epistles which are more or less inspired commentary yeah case case studies commentaries mm-hmm. uh dealing with uh, issues going on in the church in those days and and pr- applying applying yeah. what jesus taught applying the, the life and teachings of jesus to particular circumstances yeah and then uh, then then ending with revelation that that great vision of uh of a uh, kind of a peek behind the curtain um, culminating with Christ's return and the uh, heaven coming down to earth. I love Revelation. I think every book of the Bible and almost every chapter of the Bible is somehow found in Revelation. It's just an incredible book to cap the whole thing off. I I, I thank God that he put it there. Um, you're a comic yeah. book. You sounds like you're a comic book nerd. Is that right, Isaac? A bit. Yeah. So, so you like Revelation. I don't want to, don't want to reveal too much. <laughs> you like Revelation filled with action and imagery. I mean, it's it's incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid and was first reading through the Bible, of course, that was, if not the first book I read, it was the second one, which everybody makes that mistake. Right. <laughs> no, there, uh, it, yeah. it needs to be read, but you need to know the, you need to know your Bible to really understand it. Yeah, you need to read everything else a ton. And then once you do that, and you read Revelation, then you'll start to see what it's actually talking about. Um, so uh, question 29. How are the Old and New Testaments related to each other? The Old Testament is to be read in light of Christ, and the New Testament is to be read in light of God's revelation to Israel. Thus the two form one holy scripture, which reveals the person of Jesus Christ and his mighty works. As St. Augustine says, the new is the is in the old concealed. The old is in the new revealed. Good quote. Yeah, they they, they do meet each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best Augustine quotes. Well, yeah, because like, you don't really have a context for the New Testament if you don't know your Old Testament. Right, and then you can make you can make Jesus whoever you want. Right, but he's a he's a Jewish rabbi. Yeah, and he's the fulfilling the promises to Israel. Yeah, absolutely. He's not a he's not a German theologian. <laughs> he's not a liberal no. German <laughs> Praise theologian. The Lord. <laughs> so you have to you have to see him in that context to know what he's what he's about. And then likewise to know what the Old Testament's actually about, you've got to know Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, because then again, you know, you're gonna you're gonna misread stuff. Um, you know, I think of the 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 current 
um, kind of classic Jewish interpretation of Isaiah 53 is, oh, that's about Israel. When, um, you know, anybody who knows anything about Jesus would see that, like, how can you say that's about anything but Jesus? Mm. I mean, yeah. I, I remember a friend of mine who uh, who is uh, who is Jewish and um, his, his, his Christian, he, he's now a believer in Christ, but um, a, a friend of his that was a Christian, like, okay, we'll, we'll study, we'll study my Bible, you know, together, you know, we'll study the Old Testament, you know, and uh, they got to Isaiah 50, and said, wait a minute, I said, we're not going to study the New Testament, what are you doing? He's like, well, no, check, check, check where this is, brother. <laughs> oh, that's good. It wasn't too long after that, that he, uh, he did come to the Lord, <laughs> come oh, to come the Messiah. Praise God. Yeah, that when uh, on the on the walk to uh, Emmaus, when Jesus rose from the dead, um, and he's still hidden, and he he joins those two that are on their way to Emmaus, it, he it says that he shows them from from Scripture that it was necessary for the Christ to to come and to die and to and to rise again. And so it's 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 there, in hidden form. I like I like to say I wish Saint Luke would have uh, preserved Jesus's own commentary on the uh on the old testament but uh but if he did it might make uh make our job as preachers a little redundant i think i think the closest we get to that is the book of hebrews though the book of hebrews is pretty oh yeah pretty good pretty good <laughs> but but the the old and new testament really are like having two legs in mm -hmm. follow in following christ you need both if you want to ambulate, you need you need both of your legs. And so we can't we can't be just saying like we're New Testament Christians. No, no. Oh, uh, the ancient heresy, hopefully I get the guy right, is Marcion, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, who wanted to deny the uh the old testament. He was he was uncomfortable with that. But to deny the old testament, he also had to deny a lot of the New Testament. And so what he 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 released his own canon of scripture where he cut up the the new testament and got rid of a bunch of stuff except a little bit of paul and some of some of luke and his whole thing was the old testament god is the the mean angry god uh the new one is is the um is the loving father and you see this sort of heresy pop up all the time all the time yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um i think i think that's it for this episode right that's right. I think that's it. And next week we'll be talking about the inspiration of scripture. So yes. we'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for Anglican Catechesis, where we're learning to follow Jesus on the Anglican way. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and leave a comment below. You can also take Anglican Catechesis with you on the go by subscribing to the podcast. You can find the link in the YouTube description. Lord willing, we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit.